For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Gian Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Andy and myself are back. Welcome to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Hopefully, you were able to get a bit of a break like Andy and myself did. Before we started recording, we were just talking about how nice it was to sort of get away sometimes. I know... We do love football so much, and sometimes these international breaks, particularly if uh, Roma are doing well, they can come and they can come at inopportune moments. But I don't think one was ever needed more than this one that we just experienced. So I was happy for it, Andy. I know you were also extremely pleased to sort of step away. Indeed. Um, ver- yeah, very quickly before we get into everything, thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Anthony Porchetta. Anthony, thank you so much for your support and to all of our other wonderful patrons who allow us to continue to do what we do here. Okay, Andy, well, we, uh, again, not uh, not complaining about this international break, but I'm sure uh, Paolo Fonseca, internally at least, is complaining about this international break because tomorrow we're going to see a Roma and a Sassuolo that are just decimated. Two decimated teams. I don't even want to get into the injury to Kumbula because it will immediately bring out negative feelings. And I'm trying to stay somewhat positive. So... (laughs) Listen, uh, Fonseca just spoke a little bit ago. He said he's not giving up on top four. I'm sure he's uh, trying to remain optimistic. He was asked how he was going to approach this game because obviously you have Ajax coming next week. And I don't know if you're there yet, but I would say uh, Europa League is infinitely more important from now on. Now, again, Fonseca may disagree, but how do you approach this one? Because based on everything Fonseca said... Now, granted, that is also because he has very limited options, but uh, it really doesn't seem like he is looking ahead. And again, I wouldn't expect the manager to come out and say, ah, yeah, we're going to punt this one. I thought, though, he would at least admit that he's being a bit more careful. What do you think? Again, we love these international breaks from time to time because, yes, sometimes they can't come at the bat at the wrong time and you feel like, oh, they, you know, they disrupt our momentum. But in this case... We all felt a bit of relief at yes. the idea of um, not having to, you know, to constantly see the same things or hear the same things. Well, hearing the same things, we do. So that doesn't <laughs> stop. That's that's that the show must go on. But I think that once again we we come out of an international break and we are, as you said, decimated once again. We we lose something along the way, and um, you know, it's it's for me the mindset that Fonseca has right now is I don't know whether I'm going to have Mkhitaryan at disposal for, for, for Ajax. I don't know how fit Vertu really is. I don't know what's going on with Smalling. 
I, I would love to have a mini series look on that because oh, um, that's one of the great mysteries of what the hell happened. He oh, he had a knock. He had the knock, and then there was rumor of him getting back into the starting lineup, and now we haven't seen him since I don't know when. And that's a pretty big deal because that's the only player that Fonseca wanted all along. That's the one player that he said, that's my guy. I want him to lead my defense. And um, we, we've we seen more of Spinazzola, a center back, than, than Smalling. <laughs> so um, I think that this is, you know, this taking, take, looking at things one step at a time is the only way you can cope right now with with what's going on around not only Roma, but around the league. You see these players coming back from international duty with, you know, testing positive or players holding parties, um, <laughs> like the case with Artur, Dybala, and McKinney. Great idea, guys. Yeah. Um, really noble prize stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's sort of a new reality for coaches to not be able to tell what the mindset will be going in against Ajax because really this has been sort of the theme of the season for Roma. You go in from one game and you're hailed as, you know, an incredible team that rotates beautifully, that moves great, where the football just flows to the next game where, you know, you draw against uh, Benevento and, and every hope of, of getting Champions League football is, is over, you know? So, uh, these injuries, man, it's it's devastating just to think that, you know, with, with Kumbula out, Smalling just a big question mark, you will have to um, rely on Spinazzola as an occasional centre-back. You will have to rely on Cristante, you know, fighting through injury, um, which is, his injury is, that's really serious to me. Yes. It's, it's, I don't know how to say it in English. I don't know what's the name of it, the pubalgia. Um, but yeah, it's, it's almost like a hernia, but it's not at the point of a hernia. It's hard to describe. Yeah. I don't even think and, there is an English equivalent. Exactly. And it's, it, it's, the worst thing is that it's recurring. It's right. maybe it's mild, but it's recurring. So that's something that he's going to struggle with. I think for the most most of his career, and that's what we've seen is that Cristante, um, even even you know at his best, he's always had these moments where he, he'd have an injury, but he still have to play through it. And I don't know if that's great for him. If that's well, we any recall good. this is what uh, we all remember the, the lovely guy Federico Balzaretti Ver- went through. Oh, Balzaretti, yeah, but yeah. also Vermalen. Vermalen yes, had yes. had the same. He came in. And that that's what really kept him sidelined most of the time. So it's um it's it's not a great situation that Roma find themselves in. I, luckily Sassuolo are in a very similar situation and sort of dealing with the same ups and downs. Um but I don't fault Fonseca for not looking ahead. It's just it, it really in these final days of the season really comes down to just taking it game by game. Yeah, I, I don't really think there's a whole lot that he can do. Um, and unfortunately, I just think that what he may have had in mind in terms of preservation for certain players completely goes out the window when you have all of these injuries. Now, just shifting away from this match tomorrow, I figured this was going to come out during the international break um, just because I think most, mostly everyone got word of it within the last couple of weeks. It was coming from was coming from his people, his, I hate using the, the word entourage, but people around him. 
the rumors regarding Maurizio Sarri, I, uh, I forwarded a message that I got from somebody at Roma a few weeks ago to our Patreon group chat, and it was more or less saying that, yeah, th- this is something that the club is looking at. I know, again, that there is still a lot to play for. Making any sort of determination right now is, is silly. But I can tell you that definitely on both sides, this is something that is starting to gain steam and and both really do seem to admire each other. I, I know, again, that Fonseca, let's say he goes on to win the Europa League, we're not even having this discussion. But I, I do find this entire situation, I've mentioned it a few times, I just feel as if it is lingering in the air. It's like that bad smell that is ruining the party to a certain extent. Not as if Roma season has been a party, but maybe it's ruining the funeral. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a good, a good oh, wow, analogy. Oh, that's grim. That's oh, grim. <laughs> right. Well, I'll think of something better. But nonetheless... Uh, this is real. This isn't just uh, this isn't just uh, speculation, innuendo. There is concrete stuff there. What would you think about the possibility of Maurizio Sarri coming to Roma? <laughs> just uh, take a breath before I, you answer this. <laughs> I think that uh, I think he, you know his reputation and sort of his image would probably last about three matches into oh, the season. Exactly. That's as, that's how long he'd last in front of the microphone uh, in, in in this city um, and, and and managing this club, the the you know the the way that he, you know the last year or so at Napoli where he was really make doing miracles and they still got at him just makes me sh- you know just shake at the idea of what could possibly happen here if things were not to go too smoothly same thing with Juventus I mean when he went to Juventus it was it was just scary because he literally could do anything there he could literally go on and win everything and they'd still have something to say about him and so in a place like Rome uh, Roma that is notorious for having its ups and downs for not you know having a notorious difficult relationship with the media um the idea of having Maurizio Sauri who unlike Fonseca who's composed who you know he'll bite his tongue will will rarely get into it I mean Spalletti was the guy who was talking about you know chickens and calling out journalists <laughs> and he got absolutely demolished okay he got he got eaten alive and doesn't matter whether he deserved it or not the, the matter is that by being himself, he got chewed out, and 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 they they you know just put out on the street to accept you know Inter and to him that was the best solution, and he ran away as fast as he could. Um, and Sarri, I mean, this is a guy who picks his nose, you know, uh, insults <laughs> insults female journalists, um, you know, is is the most just vulgar. <laughs> old school type of manager he and is your I, drunk uncle at the yeah. at the holiday party yeah he's he the yeah yeah he's the uncle who's like who, who you turn to and you say you know uncle i want to be an actor and he's like get the fuck out of here you know like hey what actor act this you know like hey <laughs> what, what acting business come on here join the, the family business yeah, okay you know like this is my uncle who posts <laughs> anti covid 19 vaccination yeah. memes yeah that's pretty much yeah in uh, in sweatsuit yeah that's that, that's his sweatpants everything the whole thing the whole shebang that's him that's and 
and to me it's it sort of goes against the whole image of uh, the Roma that have gained in the last few years. Roma have tried to really look professional as a club, you know, the everything sort of, and with the Friedkins even more so, everything su- seems to be more modern, right? Like the idea yes. of, you know, of using, you know, the computer programs and all that stuff, the scouting network, all that stuff. Those have and, been some of my uh, favorite articles over the international. Day, <laughs> yeah. The that's, These deep dives always, on Charles Gould. I mean, come on. Man. Who is Charles Gould and what's his strategy and, and why does he want an 18 year old kid from Colombia? Um, but it, it, it's, it's that it's, you're bringing in a guy who knows only how to be authentic. He doesn't know how to present himself he's gonna you know he's gonna go out there and kind of like del neri right i mean del neri doesn't del neri doesn't have a career okay also because he's a shit coach but also because he just is not a guy who can like remain in the public spotlight and and sarri definitely cannot and so my my worry is not even tactics. It's not even whether the team can adapt. Right. To him. It's not, you know, it's it doesn't. That comes later on. That's that's so far away. I'm thinking. I'm just imagining him having to answer those idiotic questions, then calling them out about it, and then just getting a full beautiful front page of insults from the Italian press. That's what's going to happen, you know, if it, it, it's unavoidable. It, it, it really is. Uh, good luck to my friend Gianni Castaldi, who is the press, one of the press officers at Roma. He always looked like he was going to have a stroke every time Spalletti opened his mouth. If you just look, his facial expressions are the best. Well, now he's ha- he'll, he'll, he's going to have to learn how to pick up boogers oh. uh, from the from the press conference table. That's what <laughs> that's exactly what what's, oh. what's happening. Well, I you know, uh, it's been some time since Zeman that we've had somebody who smokes uh, a pack of Reds every hour at the club. So maybe the secondhand smoke, maybe <laughs> that'll bring back some memories for everybody. I don't even want to. I don't even want to imagine what would happen if Sari realized that Smalling is vegan. Oh my um, word! <laughs> it, it would, yeah, if you think the press conferences were vulgar, just wait until we get. <laughs> Uh, uh, Roma TV, they'll have to stop doing those uh, training sessions live on like YouTube and television <laughs> because they'll, yeah. they'll have to bleep out every other word. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Listen, we, we can talk about tactics. We can talk about uh, the defensive in the attacking department, who fits, who doesn't fit. I saw people going back and forth. Well, you know what? We, you know, Diawara. Uh, we already got three to five pieces who fit Sarri ball. To yeah, a, then to Nzonzi. A Nzonzi's coming back. Yeah, Maybe Nzonzi, he has a future right. here. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, man. Um, if we're just talking pure personality, character, uh, th- this is like taking uh, a match in one hand and mixing it with petrol in the other. Uh, this just seems like it would... Just such a bad, bad, bad fit. Now... If we were talking about like Sarri living in the city as just a normal citizen, I mean, he, listen, he's Napoli born, okay? He, he he would fit right in at Roma. But as the manager, his temperament, I, I just, I, I don't see it. I, I really, really don't. Right. Now, part of me thinks maybe, just maybe, because I, I, I did see somebody bring this up, that, listen, this is a guy who's coming from Chelsea. He's coming from Juve. Uh, this is not the same Sarri that was at Napoli. He's grown from a uh, from a human standpoint, from a 
uh, from a professionalism standpoint. And you know what? That might that might be true. Okay, that that very well may be true. But I think we would both agree, this city, this club, they 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 bring something else out of you. So yeah. uh, to me, I just think it's a it's a pointless conversation to even go into the tactical point of view because I think again, just from a personality standpoint, could you think of a worse mix? I and to me, maybe you know, the one thing that sort of makes me go, okay, maybe, maybe, is that his last. You know his last coaching jobs have been really short, short term. Like yes, yes. Uh, you you could not wish for a worse job than going to Chelsea, being hailed as oh the Sarri ball, Sarri ball, and then they don't even have the patience nor the willingness to offer you the pieces that you really need to achieve something that you've achieved with Napoli over many years, um, out of the blue, really. And then the same thing happens at Juve. And in those two settings, he still delivers trophies. I was just about still, to say that. Yeah, he still gets shit on. Like, remember, with Chelsea, he has that thing. He looks at his medal. He's all right. proud. Right. At Juve, goes, still wins the Scudetto. You know, despite Conte being right there, he still manages. Like, now we see, now with Pirlo, the magician, we see the significant step back that Juve took um, from, from, from Sarri. So... I, part of me thinks maybe maybe he's willing to work on himself. Maybe he's willing to to embrace a long term project. And that's really that's what's been been said about it. Is that what really appeals to him is the new ownership, the fact that the new owners are are looking for a coach that is theirs. That it's not a coach that you've inherited from somebody else. It's a coach that you picked. And um, so part of me goes maybe maybe he wants more stability. Maybe but. Once again, Roma is anything but stable. Like if you're looking at uh, working at Roma uh, and looking for stability, then my friend, you might as go well go to Yemen to look for stability. Okay, it's like it's um, it's that kind of thing. And um, I just, as you said, and 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 this is something that we could go hours and hours about. Who fits, and oh, whether Under is gonna come back and 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 turn out to be a pivotal player in in Sarri's uh, game plan, and and nothing is sure because this you know again is rumors stuff that obviously this interest is lingering. Sarri wants a job just like like Allegri wants a job, um, but but I I part of me just can't see it. I I would I would probably see a better fit for Allegri who's also very impatient but at least he's you know he still has a few friends um out there who know how to protect him media wise um while Sari doesn't you know Sari right, right, is right. Sari is friends with the bartender at the local uh card game you know he's <laughs> he's not friends with with you know with the director of Sky Sport I just, again, we could talk about the tactical nuances for hours, okay? But I, I just, I don't see it. I, I, I really, really don't. Um, and, and it's difficult for me to move beyond just the personality standpoint. Now, I guess in fairness, and you mentioned it, that, listen, this is a guy who has not gotten a fair opportunity for two uh, his last two jobs. And that is absolutely a fair argument. I, I, I think we would both agree with that, yeah? I think he was hard done oh, yeah. at Chelsea. Was Terrible not... job at, at, at Juve. 
Yeah, well, yeah. And in fairness, listen, um, obviously, when we're talking about Saturday, we're, we're not talking about a pragmatist here, okay? We're talking about a guy who plays football, and he plays football his way, and he plays it one way. And if you're not giving him the opportunity to, to, to build his team mm-hmm. in yeah. his vision of football, of course, you're not going to be successful. And the argument I guess I would be willing to listen to is that look at what he did in these uh, in these last two jobs. Now, listen, me or you, me or you uh, well, uh, me, you, and maybe Pirlo were probably the only ones who couldn't have won at Juve, uh, a Scudetto <laughs> with, with Juve, okay? But um, that is an argument that I, I guess is somewhat intriguing, but that still really doesn't answer for the personality stuff, right? I, I mean, as much as we want to talk about the footballing portion, I, I just think that at the end of the day, we're talking about just a bad mix right. from an individual standpoint. Yeah, and but you know what? Part of me also thinks that you can't win them all. And um, with Fonseca, we saw a guy who, I mean, this was this was a guy who came in classy, never, never made excuses, still doesn't make excuses, right? This is something that we can all say. If you are a fan of him or not, the fact that he goes out there no matter what and talks in the microphones and makes no excuses about possible injuries and stuff that happens off the field and whatever, um, he is classy. Doesn't really, you know, back talk to 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 journalists. Doesn't really always presents himself in a very professional uh, way, and um, and he, and he still gets dragged. Right. Because right. you know he he doesn't he doesn't talk or he doesn't say the things that people want and uh, with with Di Francesco I I sort of realized that at the end of the day who wins is the mediocre one uh, that's the only answer is if you can win them if you're mediocre um, because then it's you go right in the middle of the road you know and. Sarri is not that kind of guy. He's not going to please anybody the way Di Francesco did, but he's also not going to hold back like Fonseca. Um, so we're really looking at somebody who's even more outspoken than Spalletti. And yeah, sure. I just think that that is, that is a short-lived strategy in this city. <laughs> well, yes, and I think therein lies, again, the, the, the heart of this entire argument with Sarri at Roma. I just think that, again... Uh, we're not talking about a guy who is ever shy at expressing his feelings. And this is a city that uh, they will twist every single syllable of every word that comes out of your mouth. And I, I just think, again, from an atmosphere standpoint, it just wouldn't be a good mix. I guess getting back to Roma or Fonseca, it's very weird because... It's almost as if nobody wants to whisper it, but it, it kind of does feel like that it's either Europa League or or or, or goodbye for him. No, I can't yeah. get a read yeah. on this situation whatsoever. And for him, it must be very strange. And for I think for everybody involved, it must be strange because um, I think the general feeling was that this team was trying to mesh. You know, this season we we saw, I think for the first time in a while. A bunch of guys that that wanted to play with each other, and sometimes they managed to do it. Sometimes they did not. Sometimes you know they they uh, they gave up and um, and really lost in spectacular fashion. Other times they they were all on the same wa- wavelength, and it was beautiful um, to see. 
And so I think it's that this it's, it's disappointing not only for fans like us, but for 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 the manager and the players as well because they thought they had something going on. And I, I'm sure that Fonseca, the moment the Friedkin stepped in, was like, okay, maybe I, you know I have a chance. You know, I can still right. I can still I right. can still do something here, and 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 this doesn't necessarily mean anything for me. Maybe it's maybe something in in the positive. And now. There's this big, big question mark looming over his head. There is no clear answer. Um, for now, it's just rumors, people talking. The Friedkins don't talk. Um, and and so it's, it's a difficult situation because you have to approach every game 100%. It's, it's kind of like, well, maybe... maybe something similar to when Ranieri came in. He had those mm, 12 games right. and he sort of... On one hand, he knew that this, the chances of him staying were slim. On the other hand, he knew that um, that that maybe, maybe if it did well enough, there would be the possibility of going forward. And I think that Fonseca is is in a similar spot um, where he must win these games. But at the end of the day, he also needs reassurances, right? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and, you know, it's moments like this where, of course, we know how the Friedkins operate, but... It's a moment like this where I would like to see them, uh, maybe not even them. Uh, I mean, we know Fianga won't come out, but but even but, Pinto. But Pinto, but, but Pinto did, but yeah, but P, w- w- do you mean that you want to see him give guarantees? Because not, he's, not guarantees. he said not, he, he not, has Fonseca's back. Right, right. But I think not, not even a guarantee. I, I would just like to see somebody come out and say, you know what? We're going to worry about the managerial situation in a moment, okay? The fact that Paolo Fonseca is still at the helm means that we believe in him. We believe in this team. I, I just think right now, it, it just, the situation feels like we're all just sitting here waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're, we're just waiting for that thing to happen. And I think we all know that, listen, the odds of Roma, and we can we can talk about this more next week, but I think the odds of Roma... Of winning the Europa League, okay? If, if we're just going simply based on history, of course, they're not incredibly high. Who knows what could happen? We'll see how everything plays out, of course. Uh, nobody will celebrate more than you and I uh, should they do that. I mean, we would go beyond. Uh, I mean, we would be incoherent for hours on this podcast. But it does feel like we're all just sort of sitting here waiting it's like we're in the stands of the stadium and we're looking down on the pitch and just waiting for that one thing to happen and it it just sort of feels like somebody it almost feels like a game of chicken where you're waiting for one side to make the move before the other I guess I just don't like the situation because regardless of whether you think Fonseca should go he should stay I mean Roma have a very good chance uh or still have a very strong opportunity to win an important trophy, okay? Now, whether or not, whether you believe they have a great chance, small chance, whatever, that chance is still there, okay? They are the only club in all of Serie A still playing in a European competition, which 
Again, when we talk about top four, I think they're at a, a huge disadvantage, massive disadvantage. So I, do you get that feeling too? I don't know about you. It, it just feels like a very uncomfortable situation. Right. And we're all just sitting here waiting. And, and yeah. I guess I would like to see somebody important at the club, whether it was Dan, Ryan Friedkin, whoever. I would right. just like to see them come <laughs> forward and say, hey, you know what? Listen, there's still a lot to play for this season. We like the manager. We like this team. If we didn't believe in them, uh, they would either be in the stands or they wouldn't be coaching this team. Uh, let's back them. We could worry about the rest later. Even if they said that, a politically correct non-answer, I would be okay with it. I just don't like this silence because you're really allowing, and you just said it. I mean, it feels like Fonseca is getting massacred, especially uh, right. I mean, on a daily basis. And it, and it feels like, especially during this international break, that it was like open season on the guy. Yeah, and and like stuff about like uh, managers from Portugal coming in just oh, because God. they're Pinto's cousin or something. I mean, it's uh, stuff that you just, you know, like uh, our patrons would probably do a better job reporting on that. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, it's like floating in the middle of nowhere. You you really have no no sense of direction, no. No, no purpose to what you're about to do tomorrow. It's a very important game, yet it doesn't feel like. It. At least I don't feel it. I'm. I hope that other people can feel it, but I'm sitting here recording. And I I can't feel it. Probably I'll be mad afterwards, and and that will upset me. But um, but yeah, it's it it is definitely a question of 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 giving this guy and this team a sense of, hey, we got you. You know it. it you can, you know, we, we want you to do good and we, we know you'll do good. So go out there and play for, for, for everything. And, um, all I hope is that internally, maybe that's communicated, although I, I doubt it. And I doubt, I doubt it because there is a lot of question marks around what this team could potentially achieve. Can, can, can the basics of this team, can the, do we have foundations for potentially, ambitious winning team uh, can can this be the start of something and i guess that to answer a question they really need to they're really doing a lot of work in order to sort of find an answer to that because um yeah you have to figure out the manager situation you have to figure out the player situation the development the the, the what do they want to do where do we want to go and there's it's not necessarily anything bad it's it's okay to have these questions but it's come at a point in the season where it is you feel it you feel it as a fan you definitely feel it within the club and it's never a good feeling when you have to approach these supposed must win games never for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, well, I guess I would throw that back onto you before we go here. Um, I saw a couple of articles. I, I forget which newspaper it was, but they wrote that uh, Sarri believes that Roma's, uh, the, the, the roster has a lot of talented pieces if he were to come that they wouldn't need many tweaks. And I, I think the same article said the same thing about Allegri, that Allegri loves Roma's current roster and that it wouldn't need much of a transformation. But 
I guess it's difficult to even understand where Roma are without knowing who the manager is. And, and we talked about foundational pieces before, but I guess you look at who is or who isn't a foundation, foundational piece, based on who the manager is. Okay, like I think there are some guys who could do well with with Sarri. I think there are others who could do better with Allegri. It just it's very weird because we're almost we're almost viewing these individual players through a specific lens lens no, like right. yeah. through the manager and it's difficult to know ultimately who could thrive under what manager um you know somebody And then like, we have we then we have guys like Karsdorp who have been reborn thanks to Fonseca so you have also those exactly. guys that have been really excellent under him and you don't know whether that can keep going on with other managers or is or, or that's it. Yeah, I, I agree. It is quite odd, to say the least. Very quickly, though, before we move on, let's play the Falcona forecast, and then we'll be right back. All right, guys, it's Matt. I'm back with another edition of the Falcona forecast after a couple weeks of hiatus due to the international break. Uh, we went one and one last week. Uh, not not too bad. So we're kind of just staying afloat. Nine and three overall record, uh, up about five units. So uh, looking looking like a pretty solid return so far. I'm going to start out with the Roma game. We got Roma Sassuolo. Forecast has as Roma as a really short favorite. Only 39% chance to win the game. Sassuolo 33%, draw 27%, which gives Sassuolo the actually the highest value um, of of this week that the, that the forecast is predicting. But I, I, I'm going to stay away from from picking a side here. Both teams are riddled with injuries, especially on the back end. Sassuolo is resting their COVID affected players uh, from the national team breakout. So I'm staying away from a side here, but I will be going in on the total. This just screams a lot of goals to me. Sassuolo score a ton of goals, and their defense isn't very good. Uh, Roma produced the best chances or some of the best chances in the league on a consistent basis. So I think there's going to be some goals here. Let's go Let's go over three goals. That's going to be minus 115 or 1. 1.9 uh, on the decimal scale. So moving on to our rivals for top four. We've got Milan, Atalanta, Lazio, Napoli. All are catching about 60 or higher percent chance to win from the forecast. I don't see any any trouble with their opponents this week. There's there's no no value on any of them that the forecast is predicting. So I'm not going to be recommending any bets on on them. I'm just going to sit back and hope hope some of them drop points for us. So nothing there. But however, Juve, I think I, I think Juve actually might have a little trouble with Torino. I know Juve typically dominate this matchup, but a lot of turmoil going on at Juve. Maybe they could sleepwalk through this. We got McKenney thinking he's back home in Texas where there's no COVID restrictions whatsoever, having a party at his house with other Juve players. Um, we got Bonucci having COVID from the national team. So some key players that are going to be missing for sure. Um, and it's just some negative energy and distractions around Pirlo's job, for instance. I think Juve might, it could sleepwalk through this. Maybe Torino keeps it close. We're going to go Torino plus 1.0 um, if you have access to the Asian lines um, take that. So if you, if Torino loses by one, you get your money back. Um, that's gonna be about even odds. So pretty, pretty strong odds here for for maybe Torino just to keep it close, especially after in the winter window they, they brought on some some new talent. Let's just see what they can do here. All right. So last one I want to point out for like around the rest of the league is the only game in which forecast is predicting a different winner than the odds makers. Now 
it's a short it's it's a short favorite, but the forecast has Verona as a 38% uh, winner over Cagliari, whereas the bookmakers have Cagliari as a slight slight favorite. Um, I just like taking the a team that the forecast predicts as a favorite opposite from the bookmakers. So I'm going to be taking Verona here at a great, great price. That's plus 180. Um, so real nice there. Wouldn't blame me if you went Verona or draw as well. It's probably going to be you know, like a minus 150. Or, I don't have it in front of me right now. but um, So that's what we're, we're going to be looking at here. We've got three official picks. Just to recap, Tassuolo Roma over three goals. Torino plus one. Verona money line plus 180. Of course, you can always catch me on Twitter at Falcona Forecast. Might send out a few tweets this weekend. I'll be sending out my full my full predictions and everything. Put it on the blog as well. So get at me on Twitter. Hit that follow button. Good luck this weekend. I mean, when you step back, Andy, let's just take the manager part out of it, whether you think they're they're talented or not. With the roster overall, I mean, do you think they are that far away? For me, if you're simply basing it on this season, I, I think that that might be a bit short-sighted only because I think this season was so extraordinary, uh, not getting much rest in between games, obviously with the pandemic. I just think it's difficult to look at this season objectively. But when I step back, you know, I loved Kumbula, okay? Loved him when he arrived. You see him play this season, and I'm not saying he's bad. He certainly has a, a lot of growing to do. But do you consider him a foundational piece? Do you consider somebody like Chris Smalling a foundational piece? Because it seems like Chris no, Smalling, I mean, like, yeah. Smalling was was purchased specifically. You said it yourself specifically yeah, for yeah, Fonseca. Yeah. To be, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, like, who do you build off of? I mean, yeah, Zaniolo, I, Veretu, who else? I I don't know. I do I do th- I do think that the sort of the the younger pieces are definitely considered funda- foundation material. Like there is. Uh, there is no way of imagining uh, Roma going forward without the likes of Ibanez, uh, Zaniolo, uh, VR. This, these are the pieces that I think will stay, and I think that um, it's something similar that Juve are going through. Like uh, mm, you know, there point. are rumors of of Ju- Juve sort of assuming now after this sort of failed season, because let's face it, they're most likely um, they're they're just this season was a disaster for them, right. and I think. It, there are rumors going around that they'll they'll assume a a, a, a non over twenty three year old policy. So you know all the old pieces um, will leave, or no more old pieces being brought in, and just you know looking at a future of Kulusevski, Chiesa, players like that. And and Roma, I think, are in a similar situation where. You've really invested a lot in in guys like Kumbula. You've taken a chance on Ibanez. It has paid off. You've taken a chance on VR. It has paid off. You've taken a chance on Zaniolo, and it has paid off massively. So why move away from that? And so I don't think that you can talk about a manager. You can talk about a future without really taking into consideration those pieces. Whether you like it or not, I am much more willing to to offload guys like Mkhitaryan. I'm much mm. more willing to offload guys like Smalling just because I see that the problems related with these guys long term are you know inescapable. A guy like Chris Smalling who was rock solid last season while everybody was getting injured, and this season he just can't have two games in a row. Right. Um, that says a lot. That says a lot. And a guy like Mkhitaryan, who's so important, and then goes down and sort of your whole season uh, hangs on to this 34-year-old, um, that, again, not a good sign. Yeah, for sure. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, win or lose tomorrow. 
Wow. Um, what am I supposed to say? I've been criticized know. on it's this podcast for saying man. everything. It's, so it's I, I, I don't know. This can is we just say weird. I have no expectation whatsoever. I don't want to get out any because every time I see our dear patrons celebrate, oh, this team is missing this very set player. Great. Um, every time that happens, we get slapped. So I'm I'm not about to to come on here and say oh well because they don't have Locatelli it's gonna be a walk in the park it's not yeah I've got to be honest it's difficult to get very excited for a a match against Sassuolo on a Saturday knowing that this match against Ajax right. is sort of looming ahead of yep. us yep. although I did get you know I I never. I, you you never get excited to see somebody get hurt, but uh, I have to say that given who, who Ajax lost uh, during the international break, mm-hmm. uh, I did feel a bit more hopeful than maybe I did before. But right. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, uh, I mean, we'll you, see about that. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more next week. But. Um, I thought we would be a bit more hopeful after some time off, but but it's not a matter of being hopeful when when the season is running out and you really know that it's sort of like this, you know, this this uh, this walk in a dark tunnel because so far <laughs> there is really no light at the end of it, and then you just you're just waiting, you're just letting time trickle down, you're waiting for the game against Ajax. I, I wanted to bring up to you, I'm sure you saw it before we go. <laughs> so I was enjoying the time away. I can't tell you how depressed I got. I, I don't know what account, the name of the account. So it, I apologize if it comes to me and I, I apologize for not crediting them. But there was a football account that gave a projection on the conference league table. And the conference uh-huh. league, of course, is that new oh. third competition that UEFA in their infinite wisdom. I mean, you want to talk about things that nobody ever asked for. It was a third yeah. European competition from UEFA, but... <laughs> they, they, for some reason or another, they felt like they needed to, they needed more cash. So right. I, I think at the, uh, they like threw darts at a dartboard and this is what they came up with, third competition. Somebody gave their projections based on uh, the current tables as to what a conference league competition would look like. I, I cannot tell you the physical reaction that I had when I looked at this thing because it had <laughs> Roma in it. There was Liverpool in it too, but I mean, Andy, some of these teams, I mean, we're talking about like a Wednesday evening trip to like uh, uh, Azerbaijan. I mm-hmm. mean, it looked yeah. like hell on oh, earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, more money for, for UEFA. Um, more, more more Roma games, so goody. Uh, I can't wait to to comment on those. Um yeah, I mean, I you know you know me, I I love me a, a, a you know a, a Thursday night in Transylvania, or um, <laughs> it's it's the stuff that really makes you feel like being a fan of Roma is 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 the best. It's the best, and God, it's again like that will demand more of the teams are gonna be you know just they will have to be super teams because you will not be able to sustain a regular season if you're playing three different competitions, traveling all over the world. Now we're seeing the effects of traveling during a pandemic, um, teams getting tested positive uh, all over the place. It's, It's a new reality, and I just don't see how a team like Roma can keep up with, with something so idiotic and yet, exhausting as a third competition i laughed at like the prospect of a 
West Ham Hellas Verona European final. Like the prospect <laughs> of that happening. Yeah. Playing, yeah. Uh, you know, like imagining that in my you head. You don't want to see Juric in, in London getting <laughs> whistled at? I, you know, I, I, I just imagine uh, all of these English players of West Ham, like entering the Bentagori, their toilets not working. Um, yeah. Uh, rubble falling on their head as they yeah. go into guy, the dressing guy, yeah, room. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy taking heroin right next to the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The steward uh, trying to speak this weird mix of Portuguese, English, and Italian. And then thinking to ourselves, what in the world are we doing here? And why are we ah. doing that? Um, I have to tell you, I, I, I looked at that table and I physically had a reaction. I thought, oh, my word. in the fact that it would actually count towards the UEFA coefficient made me even more physically ill. I just, I, I can't believe it. Listen, I'm, we're putting a moratorium in place right now. If Roma actually make or are ever competing in this Conference League thing, which does, doesn't even sound like a real name, by the way. It's like one of those made-up competitions, like when you're playing right. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. FIFA or NBA. Like yeah, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, like Torino Club uh, FC <laughs> on, on PES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. It just sounds like they tried to find the most generic name imaginable. Yeah. I'm just putting it in place right now. We will not be talking about those games. We will not be previewing those games. We will not be reviewing those games. We will not be doing anything Correct. in relation yeah. to a, a conference league. Or if that, yeah. it, I don't even know if that's actually the name, but I bought it. Maybe that guy made it up, but I still believe it. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, let, let's get out of here before this gets any more depressing. We will chat with you after the match against Sassuolo, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, ciao. Ciao. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 